Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Disgusted. Game two out of uh, the 82 game series. Uh, watched uh, the Arizona Coyotes snatch victory away from the jaws of defeat on our New Jersey Devils. Thank you, Mr. Brendan Smith, for that late tripping call. Uh, we've talked about a million times. We like Brendan Smith, except all the stupid penalties he takes. He had a good game tonight, besides that, tonight, though. Tonight cost he us a few shots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devils lose in a shootout. Uh, they pull one point. At least uh, there's a little bit of silver linings we will get to. Uh, this will be uh, the Uncle Pucker therapy session for all the Devil fans to cope with our first loss of the season. Tony, Bobby, Dan, I'm Chris. We're the Puckers. Uh, and we're going to go through the whole game and um, talk about some upcoming shit and whatever Obi-Wan Kenobi has to say. Hmm. Hi, Obi-Wan. Hi, Obi-Wan. I'm talking to you. <laughs> He's not talking. Hi, hi. <laughs> Sounds just like him. Yeah. So, I, all right, I, guys. I, I um, another another weak ass first period, right? Uh, yeah. Sees us go down one nothing and down two nothing. Then it looked like we started getting our legs. Second period, three goals. Uh, Brat had two. Hamilton has got a fucking bazooka attached wow. to him. What a bomb that was! Beautiful goal. Two goals in two nights. You know. Jack Hughes got another three assists uh, today. He's on five points in two games. But we blew it late in the third. We said it before. Brendan Smith takes a tripping penalty. Arizona Coyotes go on the power play. They tie the game. Uh, three on three. couple of chances here and there. Uh, what was the goalie's name for Arizona? I don't even know, remember his fucking name. Anyone? It's, uh, it was like, what was it? Nah, um, I forget his name. Anyway, that guy. <laughs> Make a couple of really nice saves, um, and we're going to talk about it. i got a bunch of questions for you guys, but before, you know, just some quick thoughts, and we'll go around. Tony, why don't you start us out some quick thoughts about Game 2 against the Yotes. Remember what I said last night about uh, my prediction? Well, I was wrong. This is, why, <laughs> this is why, you know, I don't gamble because I would wind up in a hole with my legs broken. Um, yeah, I expected, you know, but it does come to what you said you and Dan were saying last night that uh, these are the teams that get you. And, uh, you know, we could have won the game like seven times. I mean, in that, that overtime, I thought Jack was going to put it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was at least two or three times. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's disappointing, but it is only game two, but definitely a little disappointing. And I thought, I mean, look, Brad almost had a hat trick. I mean, he almost had two goals at the end of that game too, in the third period that I thought was going to give him the hattie. So a bummer. Bobby. Yeah, listen, grand scheme of things, not a very big deal. I mean, it's still, you know, a back-to-back situation. You were down two goals. You did come out with a point. Most times in a regular season, you'll take that any day of the week. This is in a, in, in a microcosm because it's the first two games. And then more specifically, there's, and it's a little early, but there's this slow start thing kind of creeping in already. This These first periods um, kind of wonder 
where the jump is. Um, other than that, I kind of liked what I, I caught about halfway through the game, had some family obligations. And I liked that I saw which of our players were responding and put us back on top. That's very important. But then that got me thinking, like, I was thinking, oh, the right guys are scoring. That's who you want to see. And I was like, wait a minute. On this team, you could probably say that about 12 guys. So um, that's another way of saying that a lot of guys could have stepped up. Um, I like what I saw from Jack, obviously, trying to trying to turn that game around. Uh, it kind of sucks that we lost. I know, Chris, it's disappointing that you didn't go 8-0. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're going to be all right. I think they just need to work on that energy coming out early. Uh, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those games where you just uh, felt like they they were going to be coming out slow again. Um, they have all the talent in the world. So when they scored, you really weren't surprised. And then when they took the lead, it felt like, okay, you know, you righted the ship once again. It's not the way you wanted to start. Now finish the game. And then it kind of reminded you of the late goal last night. But this time it's uh, far worse. It's not just uh, clawing back in the game with, uh, what was that, a minute, about a minute left. Uh, for looking for a tie, it tied the game, and that was unfortunate. Um, I thought the goaltending last night was better. Um, I don't think that you know Schmidt played badly during the regular, uh, you know, regular minutes there. Um, but you know, in the in the shootout, he, you know, who cares about a shootout? But that was not his best. I mean, he went down early, and he did, he looked like he was outplayed there. Um, and, you know, you could pick on the goals. You can always say, what if? I didn't think there were any horrible goals. But, you know, you compare the performances last night, tonight, I would say, you know, that was a big difference in this game because the Devils kind of played the same crappy game um, as last night. And this time, it bit them in the ass. Uh, they have all the talent in the world. But what, it, you know, sometimes strikes you as you're like, um, is this a, a contest to see how few minutes we can actually play to our potential and, and still win a game? Uh, you know, in my that's what I'm thinking in my head as I watch this because it looks like you're trying to find out what the lowest number of minutes is, where you really turn <laughs> it on, where you can still win a game, and uh, of course that's not what they're trying to do. So I, I'm not going to worry too much about it at this point. But um, yeah, they they need to get their their game together. Um, it really it's hard to put my finger on why such a slow start. Um, you know that these teams are going to come out gunning for you. Um, and you just see them turn it on later on in the game, but you know, what, what stops them from, uh, you know, from waking up earlier. I mean, it went five minutes, uh, without even close to a shot. And really the whole first period was very one-sided. Um, and then, you know, you get to the second period, uh, you know, good things happen. Great. But now we don't finish it uh, come third. And, um, that was disappointing too. It's like another way to show you know, that you don't want to play the entire 60 minutes. And that was a problem, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. My my biggest issue so far through these two games is we have pumped the fucking tires on this top nine for three months now. And, you know, there is other lines other than Hughes, Bratt, and Toffoli. And we really need these guys to actually – Start putting the puck in the net. I'm not saying that he sure had a bad game or Meyer had a bad game. I don't think they had bad games. Right. Um, a lot, you know, I mean, he was skating hard. Game. They, yeah. But, you know, this is what we talked about and is what everybody has talked about when it comes to this team, that you are going to get the best of every team now. And you got to be ready for it. And they're capable of it. Uh, you can see when they want to turn it on, it's like a light switch. But they got it. You know, there's no reason. Like you said, what's the – what – possible excuses there 
to a second game in a row, the second game of the season, your second home game to a sellout crowd to come out that flat. Yeah. I think that's inexcusable. Undisciplined yeah. penalties too. They, they they happened last game, but you know when you win the game, it absolves the sins. But you know, pretty uh, undisciplined. I mean, this is as fresh as fresh can be too. With that message given to them yesterday about how you need to start and how you need to play the game, and it's literally same building one night later. Yeah. It can't be any fresher in your mind. Come out hard. So yeah, it's a little confusing. And look, man, this schedule is not going to get any easier. You know, you got the reigning Eastern Conference champs coming into the building on Monday, and then they get a couple of days off, and I think Friday they're out in the island for their first road game. But they, you know, this has been very frustrating because you see these glimpses of like the potential of this team, the brilliance of Jack and Brat, and um, you know a few other guys. But I just feel like it's just this lackluster effort and uh you know maybe i i i there were way too many penalties tonight i think we took where's the four check too i mean there's no sustained four check going we you notice that like i mean not everything can be you know coming in all over the line creating a fancy play or wait for a power play you gotta have a sustained four check i don't know what the they just look so disjointed these last two games you Mm -hmm. know i kind of feel like they were lucky to pull three points out in these last two nights um and you know you are going to be playing teams now that are going to be gunning for you and they got to step it up i think they're totally capable i'm in no way shape or form panicking but i don't like seeing bad habits being picked up this early um and you know next thing you know you're two months into the season and you're chasing for the rest of it and uh, you know schmid I thought had a mediocre game. He made some really good saves, but I thought that he also, you know, I thought Vanacek, like you said, Vanacek played better last night. Um, I, I'm not especially worried. when it counted, you know. I mean, there yeah, was that late third goal, but he was great through the whole game. I, I hated that we gave up that late goal. That was yeah. the thing, you know, that like, okay, you took the penalty, kill the fucking thing off, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to. And I'm like you, Bob. I was at work, so I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and watch the whole game. I mean, I listened to it all, and I was, you know, saw all the goals, and I was popping over to check it out uh, any time I had it. I caught most of it, but right. it just it just seemed like a lot of uninspired hockey. I think you're starting to see some of those little things like the defensive breakdowns we were talking about that was going to happen a little bit too. Some little learning curves, you know, I saw even with Luke tonight, there was a play. Um, You're going to see, I think that a little bit, like I said, it is only two games in, but I mean, this, this is a game that we could have had two points tonight. I mean, Phoenix did come out to play, but there was a lot, there was definitely, it could have been a two point game several times. Yeah. You think there's anything to the fact, and I hate even thinking this because it's not how I think in sports, but kind of that the loss today was better than kind of a comeback shootout win or something just to kind of make them really realize how easy they can lose again. I don't Instead think of, they, that. if they win it, they can <laughs> no. come out and say, yeah, crummy game, but we came out on top again. Like it's a win's a win. The same way. I was thinking the you same know? way, Bob. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it teaches them more of a lesson to wake up. Yeah. Maybe. And yeah. that was not a playoff game, but it's still, you know, kind of an more important than just loss, speaking by. An early loss to a team that you should beat. Yeah. I think that that does. I don't, I, I agree with you on that, that it, that actually does sometimes get the kick that little bit of life into a team in, in any sport, you know, when you're kind of humbled and you think that you have it, you think you have it all under control. We got to get through another two minutes and we got another two points. And next thing you know, that point slipped away. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that that should wake them up because I just, I feel like the, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the devils yet. Like we've yet to see 
the, them be the devils. They're just, they, they, right. they look like the team two years ago right now. I That's see that. And you know, yet I'm like, you know what, if this is them not playing well and they're getting three out of four points, I'm not going to get too worried. Cause if they start playing well, what does that mean? What's that, oh, yeah. what's that ratio? Cause they, they got away with one last night. No doubt. They, they played poor enough to let those two points slip away. But still, they got three out of four points in two games. That's not so bad. Yeah, that's you know, they do kind of look like last year's first two games. Only this time, they got three points out of it instead of two straight losses. Jack said something yeah. last night that made me think a little bit too. Because you know, I like I said again, it's only the second game. I'm not worried at all. But Jack did say something like, "These are the most important games," which is I don't find totally true. But they are important games because how many points did we miss out of that first spot last year by one yeah, point? One. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Think about these games. These uh, little like fall in your hands. Because this was a game that you probably you should have won for uh, I mean pretty all around you could have won so these are games you do look back on at the end of the year when you miss out by one point or two points you're like god damn man that freaking Phoenix game you know I get what you're saying with it's only the second game I it doesn't matter but then you know the next week you're saying it's only game four it doesn't matter like guys we're only ten games in it doesn't matter like eventually it matters and but there's a difference between getting your feet under you and not I think if you're ten games in you should have you should be like in that mode I think this is a lot I I think that these are the games the first ten games of the season are the games that you really do build those good habits and you bring them in and, and it can go the opposite way and you can start building bad habits and they can just compound and compound and next thing you know you're chasing. This is a very good hockey league. It's not like, you know, that that's why I think every loss is gonna be uh amplified a little bit more because there is just so many good teams out there. Uh one big silver lining let's go through that let's everybody kind of come up with one positive of this loss for me one of the big positives is you gave the other point to a western conference team sure Sure. um uh again uh but that was big but that you know for me the silver lining is that brat has kind of carried it over from the preseason. He looks like that shot is way. Well, that was that was me too because I want to see him active in these games. And he was, you know, he was all over the place yesterday, but it, it just never seemed focused enough to get it done. Today he was great. Yeah, Today go he, with you know, Hamilton he, as mine. I mean, Dougie Hamilton in the last two games coming oh, through consistency already with yeah. Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. And what's your silver lining, Bobby? Uh, for me, it was it was seeing. Brett breakthrough with two. I think that's huge for the team. It's huge for his confidence with, with kind of a secondary, just being again, watching Jack. I know I get what three points or something today. No, no goals, but like he looks like he's ready for yet another level. And that's, that's awesome to see. But for today, for right now, definitely getting Brad on the board because that, that just changes everything when he's going good. What about you, Dan? Yeah, no, I I was also thinking Brad for sure. Uh, That was like the biggest individual effort. That was a plus in this game. Um, you know, I guess if you're getting to individual cons, I, I need people like Dawson Mercer to be more engaged in these games. He's, you know, uh, always been a, a, a real spark plug of energy. I don't see that these last two games he's there. He's not playing badly, but I, I see like he's missing some of that, you know, connectedness and, uh, with his teammates. And then also, you know, going hard to the net and creating chances. Um, the fourth line, I think they're capable of, of more. Um, I expect them to be more of a four checking line, the same, same with the third. And I, you know, that's what we're missing out on. All right. We're getting, um, mediocre performances from them, uh, defensively, a couple little mistakes, you know, uh, that hurt, uh, sure. Like Smith for sure. And, uh, you know, I think the goaltending and 
the game was mediocre, I think was the word you used. That's a good word. It was also passable. You know, if everybody's playing a decent game, that wins that game. You know, uh, that goaltending level wins that game. Uh, I would not say Schmid was the uh, worst player on the ice by any means, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of positives, but I definitely would stick with Brad. It's good to see him come online early, right? Yeah, because cool. the kind of personality he is, the sooner we get him going, the better. Now, let me – Alex Holtz didn't get hurt, right? Yeah, he, he got did. hit in the face with a puck, yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's going to take uh, stitches or something. He's got he a nice gash on his chin. He came yeah. back out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, but at the end, he was being benched, and they weren't. Yeah, I don't know if that was medical, or you think it was like purposely benched. I don't know, and that's what I'm asking. I missed that kind of part of the game. Like, I I didn't see Alex Holtz. To me, tonight he was a non-factor either way. I think he, he was, had a couple shots that were. One in particular was a decent chance, but other than that, you know, kind of inconsequential. Like, like I was saying, like Mercer as well. Kind of the I first mean, and third line in that regard. Well, or Heischer's line and, and the third line. It's here's a question for you guys. With the, do you guys think I just heard I heard yesterday? You know, Ruff said that it's going to be a, there's no starting goalie for this team. It's going to be a, a basically a flip flop, you know. But don't I don't know. I mean, if Vanacek looks like he did yesterday and just and you know does what he did last year, say regular season wise, I would like to see him. I think that. Do you guys think he'll get a majority of the games? Do you think it really will be a – because, like, today with Schmidt, I mean, he I, he may be a great goalie. I don't know. But today he just looked – you know, there was – kind of looked like a regular dude out there. Um, I do think, Tone, that they are going to try and keep it as equal as they possibly can as long as they're both playing serviceably and the, the team's winning games. And the main reason is I think that they don't want to – they don't want to go through what they went through last year where Vitek started to shit the bed at the end because he was getting overworked, whether or not you agree with that. But this is what this team actually thinks, and they believe that. So I do think that you're going to see uh, probably more equal starts because they're going to try and keep V fresh. If this team is chasing a playoff spot and you know they need every point, then I think you know V will probably be the guy. But, you know, I, I – do you think that they should go try Alex Holtz out on that first line, uh, you know, every once in a while now? Do you think it's time? Kind of let's see what the guy has. Or the line hasn't done Why shit not? yet. No. We're yeah. known for doing this. We flip-flop a lot anyway to line up. I will say, too. Like, line hasn't produced a point. I think maybe you need to do something at least. Hmm? That's true. That's very true. But, you know, there are two good reasons to, to play uh, them – close to 50 50 as, as for the goaltenders though. Yeah. I mean, and you kind of like touched on it. That's absolutely true that you want to not overwork Vanacek. That was the whole story on him. And I think that's true to an extent. I think that was like overplayed a little bit, but I think the the other better reason too, is you don't know what Schmidt's going to be. And so we're finding out, right. This is one game. Um, I'd like to see them give him at least as many games as they gave Blackwood because I mean, I was arguing against Blackwood getting as many starts as he did last year um, because he was already like a known quantity, right? So like what were we learning? But with Schmid, I don't want to go into the playoffs with him having next to no more experience. I, I think we need to see more of him in an NHL role this year before we go into the playoffs with him again. Was he like a flash in a pan for one round? Well, Dan, or does he have guy. what it takes? And we'll what see. You, you know? You're a goalie guy, right? What do you – do you really – so as I guess – I don't know if we say call it as the fan perspective or not, but 
Right. Do you are you sold on Akira? Like, are you you know how nobody like, should be sold on him? Oh, nobody, I don't know how can, how can you, you? You can't you can't be sold on him. It hasn't been enough games. I see potential. So the potential I see is that Schmid, when he's on his game, he brings something special. Uh, he has the settling effect. I didn't see that tonight. You know, there was some place he fought off, and you know, well, a save is a save is a save. But when you remember him coming in and making a huge difference, it was also the way he did it. You know, he settled things down. He brought that air of, of confidence in. And that was not really present tonight. I'm not saying he looked rattled, but he just didn't have that little extra effect on the game. So that's just one game. And uh, I'm not ready to write him off with one game because he's such a young goaltender, you know. Of course not, yeah. Um, yeah he, you know, he, he's he's got a lot of um, – we need more information. And I, I think the sooner we get it, the better. In fact, I think especially this first, let's say, quarter or even half of the season, they need to go as close to 50-50 as possible. The reason is, if there's any goaltender moves to make, we want like, imagine getting there to that point where there's people, you know, as trade deadline approaches, and we've only got five starts on Schmidt. We don't know saying, what we have. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm we not need saying to, he's we need to get guy. more in there. I guess I'm just like, you know, when I watch sold. him, I'm not 100%. I'm not even like 50 I'm kind of like the jury's out, right? What do you think, Bobby? Yes. Well, um, there's a couple – parts of this question. I think that they are going to be fairly split evenly for some of the reasons we brought up. And I think I said a couple weeks ago too, which is that the goal being to keep Vanacek a little fresher for the end of the year, if he's perceived as the better goalie, I still think it's going to be a little more split to Vanacek's favor, maybe by like 10 games or so. That's just how I see it um, laying out uh, again, unless it gets to the point in the season where one goaltender is just obviously heads and tails above the other. And then that right. would change. But I, I do think bad. it's going to be a fairly even workload with more leaning to Vanacek. And, uh, yeah, you guys are right. We need to see Schmidt for the reasons that Dan just pointed out, too. Um, as far as Holtz, you know, um, listen, everybody's different, right? And you can say they're professional athletes and you can say all this stuff. You can also say he's a freaking kid. And after struggling for a couple years with very high expectations – you're talking about a kid who practiced on a certain line for the entire preseason just to be pulled back down to the third line after. Uh, I don't know how it was handled. I'm sure it was handled as professionally as possible. Doesn't mean it didn't get in the fucker's head. That could mean something to that kid. Wait a minute. What did I do wrong? I had a killer preseason, and now I'm down here. And again, it's not a slight. We know our third line has the, could be the potential that puts us over the top. Um, but who knows what it does to that kind of kid. And more than that, just... I'm not saying you got to put him out there every shift all the time as a top six forward, but for the love of God, like just at least try it. And now, like you said, we're two games in. There's just, I'm not seeing anything right now from the Heischer Meyer combo that says you shouldn't try Holtz out there. No, just try it because it worked out pretty well for a few weeks earlier. No, they have to, I think they have to do something and shake it up a little bit. Um, You know, and Lindy, I didn't, I didn't think he did that nearly. Uh, I know he did, barely did it at all in game one, but I didn't notice too many lines shuffling uh, this game. Um, you know, I was kind of surprised about there's that. There's a lot of power. Yeah. There's a lot of power in going to a kid who hasn't made a name for himself yet and saying, I'm not sure this is done already, but saying something like, you know what? Go be you. I want you out there with some top minutes for a little while. Go be you. We're going to cover up the mistakes. Let's have at it. Because he's done it with other players. He did it with Jack. And Jack's a totally different talent, and I get that. Yeah, but, but some of these kids just need that. I don't know how much how much you like to say. You know, we'll cover up the mistakes. I don't. I mean, the guys out there on a the power play, you trust them. Sure. Why are you not putting them out there on that first line to at least look? We've had 
two game sample size. Heischer right, and Meyer and Mercer have done diddly squat in two games. I'm going to be shocked if they're not broken up a little bit. Yeah, next I game. think you know what? why the hell not? Yeah, Put what's Mercer- the real point of putting them on that line? Think about it. It's on the different, putting them on the Heischer line. Oh, on the Heischer line, it adds a different element to that line. You added another weapon mm-hmm. that now they have to worry about. Granted, he's not a household name yet, but you already know what Heischer can do. The league, meaning they know what Heischer can do. They're definitely concerned about him. They know what Meyer can do as a power forward. Somebody's still got to give up coverage to get the kid with the wicked shot. So it's just it's just yeah. worth looking at. I, I understand the logic of this line though, because I think Meyer protects Heischer in a way that Holtz does not. I think you got two undersized guys and and uh, and Holtz and, and Heischer that you know, I undersized probably too much of an overstatement, but you know what I'm saying. Like Holtz Meyer is bigger than Mercer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about like you know swapping Meyer for. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. I think, you know, I agree. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Um, right. and, and even Mercer down on the third line, that might inject some life into that third line, too. Um, putting Mercer down there. I, I just don't see yeah. how you lose on that. You have I actually point, juggle them. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. You, we, we, we have a, a, a really good 12 forwards, three lines, and we've gotten production now out of one line and one right. defenseman. I mean, That's I saw it. the logic for it on paper, but it's not working out, right? Mm-hmm. So paper is just paper. It's time to juggle it. I'm with you. Yeah, and All just right. for the record, it looks like Holtz has about twelve pounds on Mercer. Otherwise, they're they're both six foot. Right, I uh, thought I thought that Holtz was like six one, six two. I guess not. Yeah. But yeah, looks they, bigger on the ice. But yeah, it, it, something I think you got to change things up a little bit. Yeah, Holtz um, only had one shot tonight on that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he was much of, a, much of a factor, but. I think maybe the Florida game is going to be really good for this team too, because say what you want, as of right now, they are the team that you know went the distance there in the Eastern Conference. So it is going to mean something to the Devils if they're not afraid of them at the very least, or not afraid. Maybe that's the wrong word, but you know, concerned about what they can do to them, then um, that would be a really bad showing. So hopefully, this is one of those games where now I know everyone's going to look to the Devils like this is the team we got to beat, but the Devils have to have some teams like that too. Where they go in and say, hey, this is a team I want to beat. Right. So this is a good time for that to happen because you don't want these bad habits to keep going, like you said. Yeah. And I Very think true. Florida game is going to answer another question, too, that Dan was talking about the last episode, which I always talk about is this is going to be our first uh, – we're going to see how we get pushed around and what the response is. When you play a Florida team, you are playing a very aggressive team. So I'm, yep. I'm kind of interested that that's going to be our first test in that aspect, I think. Well, we'll jump right. into the Florida game in just a minute. Um, did anybody put any uh, bets down today on, on the game? Because I, I, I did. I, I did, mm-hmm. actually. Um, even though the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook has new customers, you can bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, all DraftKings I mean, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetened offer every game day this October. Now, that's for football. Today, I took uh, a parlay for Jesper Bratt to have two goals and for Nico Heischer to score one. Uh, so how I many lost, millions did you win? Oh. I, I lost. <laughs> I lost $10. Um, so, yeah. So uh, thank you very much, Nico. But Jack, held, I mean, uh, Bratt held up his end of the bargain. But – if you're just into betting on football, get in on the game day greatness and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
The crown is yours. Yes. I don't, I don't like that that saying, the crown is yours. Uh, it, it, but, uh, well, who else is here to be? Mm. Why does that have to crown be a crown at all? Else. Why are we a monarchy? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it is true. draft kings, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah. It's kind of a monarchy kind of deal. I guess so. It's better than the mob, though. You know, I'll take the monarchy over the mob. That's true. Mm. The, mo- the mob doesn't, uh, after you place a bet, tell you. Do you have a gambling problem? If so, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit anybody, anybody, visit. C-C-P-R-P-G, C-C-P-A-C-C-C-P. Yes, dot org. C-C-P-G.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void. Where prohibited? In Ontario. In Ontario. Yeah, they can't get their shit together in Ontario, guys. (laughs) Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So let's nice. talk about the upcoming Florida Panther game on Monday. So mm-hmm. uh, the reigning defending Eastern Conference champions played them three times last year. We uh, are one and two. Game 31. Mm-hmm. Check out these scores for all three games. Game 31, we lost two to four. Game 33, we won four to two. Game 69, we lost two to four. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, we're three, five, and two in the last ten games against Florida. They all time, one hundred and seventeen games played. We have a fifty-five point six percent winning percentage against them. We are sixty-five and forty-five all time against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Tony, you're a hundred percent right. You have uh, Matthew Kachuk and that team coming into your building. It's and a grit play, test, right? They play what physical. kind of grit you got on your paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to get some shots taken on us, and it's going to be how do we uh, handle that? Yeah. We just stand uh, there and watch. What guys are going to step up? Um, I mean, Florida's going through some stuff. They're missing some guys, especially on their back end. But you know that they're going to come into this building with the same mindset that everybody who's playing the Devils is going to have. And that's going to – what's he doing? So it'll be one – who's he beating like up? Us. It's about 69 uh, – he looks yeah. like he's 69 and somebody. But working on it. Shouldn't uh, 69 with a lightsaber, Chris? Uh, <laughs> that can be dangerous. But uh, yeah, I, I just I think this will be the biggest test so far. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how this Devil team, after this disappointing loss tonight, uh, how they're going to show up. What do you guys think? Any ideas or thoughts or anything on the Florida game? It's going to be a tough one, right? I mean, that's what you got to really think. No matter what, it's it's going to be a we we could be one and one and two and after that game i mean one one and yeah. panic one and one the, and one the safe yeah. money one and one and one and one, one, and one. Sure, sure. if we yeah. lose in regulation that's what yeah. we would be right. oh yeah for our record yeah. and then our record against them could improve to 500 over the last two seasons or you know it could go uh three and one or one and three rather but i think the devils are going to put up eight goals and it's going to be an 8-2 drubbing of the uh, Florida Panthers, something nobody saw coming. Okay, so not taking that four to two. I know everybody wants to do forty two again, but I'm not doing. You have you're just doubling it. Yeah, kind of. You have no faith in Bobrovsky. Two and a half times. Uh, No, he's going to get a chase. It's not his fault. This team's going to come alive. They're going to score. 
you know, a little bit of tweaking on the lines and some of these people who need to get in the game like Meyer and, and mm-hmm. Mercer and all this, they're, they're going to start piling on. It's going to be one of those games where you like spread the goals out, guys. I like uh, that. Interesting. I, I, this would be nice. This would be a nice uh, turnaround for the team, and I, I think it's possible. I think we'd really get them on track against such a great opponent that they they want to win for. Maybe kind of help them focus on future games and like, okay, this is how we have to play. So I'm hoping for the best. I know this team's capable of it. Let's face it. In each of these games, they played maybe like seven to ten good minutes. I know. I mean, seriously, they have not played uh, half the game. I don't think. Um, uh, so you know, if we can get that up. Uh, we'll we'll do well there. Like, what is the problem so far? Like, they have looked so much better in preseason than they have during the regular season so far. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Dan. That could be the type of win, whether or not it's a drubbing, even if it's just a win against this team, that could set the Devils on the right trajectory. And then they have four days off before they go into their first road game on mm-hmm. Friday. So, and that might be another good thing, maybe getting away. Together, you know, that could be something that brings this team together. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the whole team has to wake up. I mean, you cannot be the Jack Hughes show. We've said this a million times over the course of the last year, year and a half. It cannot be Jack Hughes by himself. At least yeah. Jesper Brad has been coming along for the ride and Dougie Hamilton. But, you know, we need. Uh, no, I expect to Foley to come alive. A yeah, lot of these guys. Yeah, the whole, the whole team. I mean, really, Absolutely. you look at it and it's like you can. We have so many guys that can score. It's just time to wake up, get your legs under you, start playing sixty minutes of hockey. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go with. You know, this is one of those teams that hate to play. They're so tough. I'm gonna go with Tony's part about the grit. I'm gonna see like a knockdown, drag them out. It's gonna be a real tense kind of game. Maybe our guys are getting up a ton of chances, so they're playing real well. But it's gonna be a tight, low scoring affair. We are gonna see them take liberties on Heisher. Somebody's going to back that up. I'm just saying it's going to be chippy. It's going to be kind of in your face. And it's going to be a tough late, late game win, like a late goal or something. It really makes it celebratory. Uh, and it's really going to kind of lift them. That's how I see it playing out as opposed to a beatdown. We're going to see a lot of that face that Heeshear makes when he gets nailed, you know. That, yeah, I don't uh, want to see him crying over on the bench. I want somebody else taking the guy out. We're going to see that look. Yes, Dan. Yes, that one right there. I just worry about Matthew Kachuk. My hangnail. My yeah, hangnail. exactly. My skates are too tight. Uh, I just don't want to see Matthew Kachuk camping out in front of Vanacek the whole fucking game and nobody doing anything about it. Uh, that's the like the main thing. You know that they are going to, like you said, sandpaper, man. They are a tough, yep. tough team. They I think uh, Kevin Ball is going to have his uh, match full. Yeah. That, that's going to be his job to move him out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of those guys, I, I think that's the another thing about, like, our defense. I do wish they were a little bit more physical. Um, yeah. Siegenthaler looked like he was – you know, standing up for himself uh, tonight. He he also, you know, makes some errors here and there, but um, at least he had a little bit of grit for the defensive core. I don't know who else I could point to that did. I mean, Brennan Smith took a penalty, but, I mean, that didn't really work out. I expect Colin Miller in on Friday, on, on Monday as well. Uh, yeah. I think I think Smith is going to be sitting now. Um, I think that penalty, that was uh, – you knowing Lindy, that penalty is going to cost him yeah, at it's least. a good reason yeah. to sit him, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we got uh, an eight to two drubbing. We have a uh, what a one goal game on Bobby's end. Do you have a score, mm-hmm. Bob, on the on the Florida game? Like real, maybe like a two one, two like, two one. Yeah. You know, Tense late game. game heroics from yeah. uh, you know maybe somebody other than Jack. Uh, yeah, fourth and, liner or something, some third line Palat, something like that. Yeah. All right, Tone. What do you think? Five four Mercer gets the 
the game yeah, winner. Yeah. Okay. Three totally different like style three, two, of games. I get what Bobby's saying, but I just picture it being a game where there is some scoring, actually. Um, nasty game, definitely. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I could kind of picture it going in the 5-4 range. I think I'm going to go completely opposite, different route. I do. Uh, I'm going to get hate for this. I do think that for this team to really start playing their type of game, I think maybe a ass kicking on the hands of Florida might be something that is in store before they can start. Doing that. We haven't seen the bottom of the early um, season. And right. you have a Florida team and I don't know their schedule. I know they played one game already where they got shut out in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they're probably playing tomorrow. I'm going to look at their schedule real quick. No, Sergey has got like a two point goal average. I don't know if he's played two games so far. Who's that? Bob Ruski? Bob. Yeah. Bob. Bob. So yeah, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow they play Winnipeg at four o'clock in Winnipeg, and then they come and they play us on Monday. So tomorrow the Jets, tough game. That's going to be one to watch, and uh, I, I'm really curious to watch that game and kind of see how Florida looks because I didn't get a chance to watch that Minnesota game, and uh, then they come to play us. So they have one game in between. Like I said, they haven't scored yet, so it'd be yep. interesting to see what happens. I recently saw some footage of Bobrovsky uh, practicing those um, RVH headshots like Jack mm-hmm. got in uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if he's going to get a chance to try to make a shot like that. I would like to see if all that work paid off. It was pretty cool. He was just purposely trying to take those shots off his mask uh, in a practice. <clears throat> did you one. hear what Jack said when he was asked about that shot, whether or not yes. he did? And he's like, oh, I've been making those shots my whole career. You guys have been seeing me. He's, he's like, y'all know me. Yeah, I do that. You haven't been in the league like 20 years yet, dude. Yeah. Like yeah, my whole career, you guys have been seeing me do that wow. all the time. I love the way he answers. You know what's so, crazy? Yeah, I, know, probably, why. When, I get it because he's a kid. But the truth is, I mean, he's got a pretty long career already because of all the hockey he's played. You know, like it's amazing yeah. to think like these kids, like what kind of career? Because you're only looking at the NHL, but they've been playing a lot of games. You know, it's yeah. Bobby, we were talking about last night. You weren't on with us, but we were saying. I said when Jack Hughes does the interviews, man, just, he just has a certain way about him, right? Where he he doesn't. I don't think he enjoys them at all. Like he almost yeah. looks like he has to really like just kind of not try to be nice because I don't think he wants to be a dick at all. But I just think he, that is something that he's not interested. He's very matter of fact, and he's very open. I mean, he flat out said. Yeah, you guys know I like to take that shot. I got I took the shot and I scored. Like it, it's just awesome the way he just he just yeah. says it. Not and too many great. words yeah. he has. It's yeah. No, I think he's like literally like one of the best things for this team. Uh, and I just I just love having this kid on the team. It's just it's amazing how polarizing he is and how different he is than some of the other you know superstars that we've had. It's just a way different direction of superstars. So it's just so much fun. Well, other NHL action, we only had one other game tonight, and that saw the Penguins taking on the Washington Capitals for Capitals game one. This was their first game, and Pittsburgh drubbed them 4 nothing. Sydney had two goals. Uh, Malkin had one, and Smith, Riley Smith had one. Um, so one Smith scores a goal, and the other one takes a penalty and costs the team the game. Yeah, so thank you. I guys. think Crosby's going to have a big year. I really think Crosby's going to have. A well, big he's year got three year. goals in two games already, so yeah, he looks good. You know, he's he, definitely the type of guy that's tired of hearing about the fact that he's almost done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, I think he wears that shit. 
and it drives him. And it should. He's one of the best players ever play the game. Right. Yeah. And, you know, going in again, you know, you, you lost. You, you didn't make the playoffs last year because Chicago came in and beat you in a game that you totally should have won. And then you started the season off and Chicago comes in and beats you. And right. it's not the way that they want to play. I, I do think that – I mean, I'm big on Pittsburgh. I do think Pittsburgh has a, a playoff life left in them. Uh, I did originally say that I did. I think it's going to be in the end, Pittsburgh and the Rangers fighting for that last spot. Um, uh, Rangers look really freaking good again. I'm Buffalo. with you, dude. I, I didn't know where to put the Penguins all summer when we were talking about it. And finally, at the end there, my last, you know, the last time we did the projections, yeah. I put them in. Um, I do see it. Yeah. The only thing with the the Penguins is it's going to be interesting to see how they do on the the back half of the schedule because they are the oldest team in the league. I think their average age is like thirty one. So how are they going to be as far as their uh, conditioning and everything at the at the end? Um, so that that'll be interesting. But you know, Crosby is on fire. He's the guy's thirty eight years old, man. He, he this guy. I, I mean, it could, I, I could see a world where Crosby plays effectively and produces until he's like 45. I mean, there's like, there's no slow down in this guy. He is when he amazing. first came into the league, I, I couldn't stand him. I don't think a lot of people could if you're a Devils fan. But, you know, I got to, as he's yeah. aged and played, I mean, I have a total respect for him. He's How could you not? That, Three yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the crybaby guy. That's, that's you yeah. know, his moniker for a while there, especially being being around here in Philly. They had a lot of rivalries going. You know, Philly and Penguins seemed like that happened for years and years in a row. Yeah. And they it's really hate like- the guy around here. Um, Any time that you're that hated generally just means you're awesome. Yeah, it really what does. They, say, like, they don't. They don't hate you if you suck. They don't care. Absolutely. There's. I was listening to the uh, one of the NHL shows today on on Sirius, driving back from the Rock actually this morning, and they were talking about like you know the next coming of talent and you know Bedard in there and Crosby and who's the next this and who's the next that with whether it's McDavid and you know these points and you know be Jack was brought up, but they said you know there's no next Ovechkin. I know we don't have a bunch of Ovechkin fans here. But their point was to score that many goals, like if he does wind up having the most goals ever, like not many people want to play in 19, 20 years to get that. Not only do you have to be really good at scoring goals, you got to play for like 20 years. So they're just saying it's almost easier to be the next like big points leader than it will be to be the next big goal leader because it just takes so much more you know, to individually get that goal. It was kind of a unique perspective. It was. And I think the kind of goals that Ovechkin scores, he's extremely good at it, but they require the least amount of overall skills. He, right. he, he parks in a certain area. Don't get me wrong. He's highly skilled. But um, in other words, can you imagine McDavid at the age of 40, you know, with the deking and, you know, beating four players on the way to the net? I think he's going to slow down there, guys. Now, he may right. find a different way to score. But, you know, Ovechkin didn't really have to change his game to stay consistent. He's always right. been that guy parking yeah. there at the top of the circle with the bombs and really great at the one-timers. And that's how he scored most of his goals. So he's the kind of guy that, that it actually makes sense why he can be so consistent over the years uh, with the, his style of play. I don't know if Jack Hughes is going to be doing what Jack Hughes things at 40. You know? Yeah. Right. You have to change do you guys think that? Do you guys think that Bedard becomes – like? Look at uh, McDavid's numbers, right? Do you think Bedard gets to that level? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of expectations on him. Yes, so do you I guys do. think he actually gets to that? Yes, I do. What you can know from uh, two, one game or so, yeah. two games. I, I, yeah. I don't know because to me, like 
to me, he projects more like a Sidney Crosby, which is, of course, no slight whatsoever. But I look at McDavid, and I just think he's just better. I, I just think he might be the best player I've ever watched. And he's a bigger frame than a Crosby. He's a different type of game than a Crosby. And, and we still got a lot of story left for McDavid, you know, going up. Where Crosby, as great as he is, even if he's not going down, maybe he's level, he's not going to be the 25-year-old version of Crosby. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to ask that question again in 10 years after we see what, what David can do and then where yeah. Bedard is. But I could totally see Bedard becoming like the next Crosby, but I, I don't know if there's a limit to I mean, McDavid. Right now, I mean, this guy can get 180 yeah. points. Some would say they'd rather be Crosby right now because McDavid, I agree with you, he's got more raw talent, but Crosby's converted that in Stanley Cups. And of course. So, you know, it's too early to say McDavid won't. Of course, we're all feeling that he can. And, uh, but, you know, you know Dan, you Crosby said, was great and key in their Cups. And you said, like, you know, a guy like McDavid, is he going to be able to be flying up and down the ice in 10 years the way he is? Uh, or is he going to be able to change his game? Crosby changed his game. And he, he has remained super effective because he's a very smart hockey player and he's super skilled. Now, it, Connor McDavid is the best hockey player. I agree with you, Bobby, that I have ever seen in my life. Um, better, and uh, we all we've seen Mario, we've seen seen Lemieux, yep. we've seen Messier, we've Nogger. seen Nogger. We have seen some great players um, come through and and seen them live and played playoff series against them. Connor McDavid, skill wise, I've never seen anybody like him. Nope. Connor Bedard, yeah, he is built a lot more like a Sidney Crosby. Um, a little bit more of a, uh, I mean, just kind of more uh, like Crosby was just dominant though when he was younger. Uh, so it's kind of hard. I, I'm trying to like remember him his first five, six years in the league, uh, Crosby, but that was a long time ago. I really he don't. He's doing more magical he's things. A dasher, yeah. he's a flasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, he's but always, unfortunately, McDavid it, does that too with his huge frame. Yeah. It's I mean, right. weird. Yeah. Bedard is going to be really, really good. Uh, you know, there, there's. But I think there's a lot of guys that are starting this year that are going to be really good. You know, we just saw Cooley play. He's going to be a good player. That's Adam great. Fantilli is going to be a hell of a player. Cool uh, there are a lot of guys, that young kids that are coming in the next couple of years that I think are going to be studs in this league. Uh, I definitely I, think they're going to be studs, but I think Bedard's – his. The expect the roof, or I guess the ceiling, level. you would say, is next level a little bit more yeah, than those yeah, guys. Yeah, totally. Um, but he's going to be on a bad team for a couple of years, and it's going to take a while. And uh, But when the team pops, I mean, they didn't get any help with now Taylor Hall being out for a few weeks with an injury. That's going to hurt him a little bit. Um, you know, having Taylor Hall on his wing, I think, is huge this year. And so hopefully Taylor Hall can get back soon. Uh, but if you were going to start a hockey team right now, and you can pick one player, and it's only between Ovechkin and Crosby. In their prime, I'm not talking about now. I'm saying, like, from the day one. Who do you, th- who do you guys take? Ovechkin. No, I mean, I, I think I would go with Crosby. I, it, I don't know. I, I, I told you I'm not a huge, huge fan of Ovechkin, but there's no doubting his success. He has been through it all in one cup, so you can't really go wrong either way, to be fair. I have, between those two, I've always been way more of an Ovechkin fan. I like the guy. I couldn't wait for his story to be written when he got that Stanley Cup. And I never liked Crosby. But if I'm being honest, if I have to put a team together, he's a center. He's done more. He's a little bit more of a 
maybe a better leader. I don't know. He's, it's translated to championships, I guess, is what I'm going with. I mean, if I'm being honest, I take Crosby, even though I just like Ovechkin better. I, I take, would take Crosby. I take Crosby too. Uh, I think all around a better player, an all around yeah. better player. All around, um, and that matters. Yeah, every aspect of the game, right? And you know, championships. How many championships does Ovechkin have? One. You know, and uh, Crosby's got three. And it's just uh, that neither one of those were on just those players alone. Everybody understands that. Sure. But there's something about when you when you got your team to three versus one, that's kind of a big deal. And go back and look at before Washington won it, what was their Achilles heel? Every year in the playoffs, the Penguins Penguins were knocking them them off. Yeah. You know, so I I would give the advantage there to uh, to Crosby. I would take Crosby in his prime. Um, I I think he's a better leader for the team, too. I mean. You know, as far as the locker room guy, nobody's running around saying Ovechkin is is putting the whole team on his back. He's just a machine, and he does amazing things. But well, you know, Crosby's more of a leader. And they were kind of talking about this a little bit. Um, they were talking about because with the game tonight and stuff, they were talking a little bit on the radio today, and they were saying something along the lines of how uh, a lot of the fans back when Pittsburgh was beating Washington in all those playoff series, like a lot of fans were just, you know, felt like Crosby, uh, Ovechkin didn't give a shit about winning a cup. That as soon as they lost, he was on a plane, he was back in Russia and he was playing the KHL or playing some other, you know, doing something for Putin and, you know, not sticking around, not working out with his teammates in the off season and all the other shit that goes with it. You know, yeah. I, think- I hate to say it, like there's this bias against uh, non-North American players, and particularly non-Canadian, because that happens a lot. That you know, the, the Europeans they look more a little bit. I don't know what the word is, like mercenaries. You know, they come in, they make money, and they're they're out again. And I, do you wonder how much they dream of this moment as kids? Like you know, so that, yeah, I don't want to be unfair to them, but I know what you mean. Like there's no competition when it comes to like who's the bigger team guy and spark plug for your team when things are down it's it's Crosby yeah and as great as Connor McDavid is and how electrifying of a player he is and how much fun he is to watch if the guy doesn't win a Stanley Cup that will be a knock against him that will be something that will hang over his head forever um you know Ovechkin was almost there he was able to pull one out in 18 or when was that 18 when was that I think it was 18 um I think it was 18 18 or 19 yeah but um uh, you know, he, McDavid's got to win it uh, this year. I mean, they can't be letting eight goals in on, you know, 32 shots yeah. against Vancouver, which they play again yeah. tomorrow, which is going to be fun. Um, on some level, I think all the fans in, of the NHL in general kind of feel that way about McDavid. Like, he, it would have shame would be if this guy doesn't find his way onto a cup team. I mean, because he's to, such right? a unique talent. And it's uh, weird for anyone to say that when they're not, like, an Oilers fan. But, like, no, why, why has there care? ever been anybody that – that far above the rest of the league that hasn't won a cup that you can compare it to? Um, I, mean, I mean, that's a good question, Bob. I mean, because he's head and tails. Above, like, we know the top, like, five, six players yeah. in the league. Everybody would give you at least around the same five, six guys. But where he sits yeah, compared to a lot of people. Nobody's ever been that big and didn't win it. The closest I can think of is, like, almost didn't win it, like Ray Bork. You Ray know? Bork, right. You know, and, and he did. Yeah, well, <laughs> but they, it could it be was that willed. David gets one It was on rigged and it was willed. Yeah, right. Well, give me give me right now your top five players in the NHL right now. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to put McDavid up there. Yeah, well, he's uh, one, right? Like, nobody's arguing this, right? Connor McDavid's number one. 
Right, but I mean, how far do you go before you drop dry sidle in too? Which is uh, crazy. maybe maybe, maybe two. two? <laughs> yeah, saying, I'm gonna put a chuck in there too. Actually, as like you know, for all around for have on your tough. team. I'm gonna put. I don't know. It's tough because where do you throw in goaltenders and all this stuff? But, well, yeah. I don't think. Do you think there's any goaltenders that you would put in the forwards? top five? Like no, I, I mean, I, I guess we're basically any. talking forwards. I mean, McDavid, dry sidle. Are you even gonna um, put a defenseman? Matthews, in? Jack Hughes, Matthews. I put Kale McCarr uh, in there. Absolutely. Kale McCarr. Absolutely. Nathan McKinnon. That's yeah. five. Yeah. yeah so that's five or go, six right there. If you go dry saddle, right, uh, no cup. McDavid, no cup. Yep. Austin Matthews, Hughes. I would think, probably in there, right? I, I would I put Austin yeah, Matthews in there. I put Matthews in there. Yeah, uh, no cup. Um, just the only Hughes. two out of the said would be McCann, or, McKinnon or the and, uh, and yeah. Kale McCarr. Did, yep. has, have you guys watched any Avalanche games like in the last couple of years? Like, they're there. Uh, yeah. I caught a very few. Uh, as, on as their aside feed? from the ones they played. No, on their feed, no. So yeah, they're, they're, they have the douchiest dude that does their play by play. He's one of these guys that has to have funny little you got a radio voice? For radio actor. Voice? But yeah, I'll do it. I mean, yeah, like, like when McCarr scores and he's like, go! Oh, hell, Kale! And then he does yes. the, like, um, the Nate McKinnon one. What did he do for that? Um, the great Nate. Uh, yes, like yes. Yeah, is, is he always like rhyming? That. Or, um, that and deal? then the Miko Rantanen. He's like, the moose is loose. After every goal, he's got this. He should dumb do like Kate McKinnon thing. jokes. Miles you know, is like... swinging his wood today. I wonder what he says for him now. <laughs> you know. But, you know, he could, he could, yeah, Nate McKinnon. You know, Kate McKinnon, more like Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. like that. What does he say for McKinnon? Oh God, I can't remember. But he McKinnon has some. It's not just weird Barbie. It's McKinnon be winning. McKinnon. Yeah, but I just—it's so douchey to hear. Just call the game. Get excited. I don't like the catchphrase guys. Up with the catchphrase stuff. There's no, a certain there's like a certain it. Yankee announcer who's your mama. Oh my God! Fucking worst ever. Is it Bill Spaulding? Yeah, right. He's the one that does it. He's our guy. No, not Bill nope. Spaulding. Uh, Sterling. Uh, what's it? Uh, what's his name? Sterling. Sterling. For the Yankees, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, yeah. The Yankees, Sterling. Yeah. You're the Yankee fan. John I don't know his Sterling. full name. John Sterling. John Sterling. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's he, still doing it. He's getting you know, he's getting up there. Him and Susan Waltman were doing – they've been together forever, those two. Yeah, but he does some really douchey calls too. Um, it's just – it's too much is what it is. Like he literally sits at home, says, what am I going to do? If this guy hits a home run, I need to call it this. And it just translates to shit. Like they when actually, it's organic and raw, it can actually come out really cool. When it's like the – 50th time you've said this for the guy's 60th home run, it's just used, you know? It's just well, I remember much. Yes Network, I think it was, you know, last year, I don't know if they they, they did it the last couple of years, they would actually sometimes the next day play, even on the radio, on the fan, they would play like his calls again. That would be like part of the highlights in the morning. It'd be like, okay, here's but the, the home run. Win but call? here's Sterling. Oh my God. Just oh, the home Sterling. run calls, not even the wins, but it was like the home runs, everything. The home run calls are, are, are like annoying, but I'll, I'll deal with them. But the like Yankees win call, it's just that... It's so annoying. Uh, 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 Yankees win. Yes. Yeah, oh win. I'll Jesus tell you what I was happy about tonight, though, was to see a, a neighbor in my hometown here. Well, not my hometown, but where I live now. Mr. Zubris was on. Uh, yes. Th- th- doing a second intermission interview from the old representative. From I was thinking that was cool. T- nice. Tony, now you told me that he lives like in the next village to yeah, where yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. He's the president so president of the hockey league over here. I think you should reach out. You got to call Maybe, that out. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. I did reach out, Dan. I never Engaged. heard back. <laughs> well, you haven't done what I told you. Listen, listen. Here's what you got to do. Your wife is a native Lithuanian. Am I right? Yes. yes. 
So send your wife to his house and just see what happens. You know, he so seems like a gentleman. Do, what he's going to be, then. I'm sure it's going to work out. We could get an interview over this. Tell her how important this is what and we're see if she's is, willing to help the puckers out, Tone. Help us get an interview, whatever it takes. Well, she will. What we're going to do is he's at, oh, so we go to the good. local rink here, you know, to the Conus uh, games. And yes. he's like, and he's over there often. So what we're going to do is we're going to go up to him at the game and, you know, basically say, Hey man, I'm from Jersey, you know, and uh, you live here with us in Lithuania. So let's get you on the show. And I think it'll, with my wife talking to him, but when I talk to him, he might not understand half of the things I'm saying. Sure That's what I'm saying. Use her league, to, to, to let her do the talking. Like yeah, yeah. probably She's most the things in life. Organization right. here, we've, we've discussed this, Tony, you married yes. up. So you need yes. to take advantage of that. Okay? I, I, it's funny because I always say it's not just that wife. she's fluent in the language. She, we want her <laughs> to do the talking here. In fact, do you think she'd make a good pucker? I would I like to see her. I, actually, I said to my wife, I said, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they know I'm married up. You're a pediatrician. She goes, you know, I'm a child surgeon, not a pediatrician, right? I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. I was like, like, you just learned in that moment what yeah, your wife did on a daily. Like, you don't even oh, know what she okay. does. I was like, I'm telling the wrong information on the show. I'm like, yeah, so. <laughs> But so you're like, so honey, when you say surgery, surgery what does that mean? Like, yeah. are you actually cutting Dude, people? it's crazy. She'll come home and I don't know how she, she stopped raining on little kids, but I don't know how you do it. Like, you know, wow. uh, to me, that's like insane. And I bitch about shit. And I'm like, man, my wife's like going and doing that every day. I'm and you're like, <laughs> you're like, listen, it's so hard to get up for these devil games. I, you know, my life is kind of difficult right now. <laughs> you can take tomorrow off. There's a big game tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. I'll take the surgery off. This I'll let has to be love, dude. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, just yeah. has to do. be so much love. <laughs> I'm going to let some kid go without a surgery so you can watch the devil's tongue. <laughs> and, the, and think about it. I met this girl who was buying t-shirts for my band 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't get it. You can't. I don't you know, get it. What are we listening to? <laughs> He's uh, catching up with the game. Oh, Chris is finding some highlights for us. Oh, there the guy. Is. Okay. That's it. Oh, hail Kale. So, yeah, Kale. That was I think team. he said, oh, Kale Kale. Uh, <laughs> the worst. It's Mikhail's Navy. <laughs> well, we all got our homer sides. Oh, Jesus. boy. Yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, that's a tough loss tonight, guys. It kind of sucks, but at least we got a point. We are, uh, you know. That overtime looked really good for about one minute. Yeah, super I really thought that. that one minute didn't have the puck a lot. Yeah. Thought Jack was when gonna... we did have it, it was, like, insane. Yeah, it, shootouts. We just need everybody else to wake up and realize that the season has started. So I still want a ten minute overtime. It's gonna happen. Uh, shootout shit. Yeah. So much. I hate the shootouts. And give me and, a ten minute overtime. You know the the goal the the penalty that was uh, called on uh, it was a, a hooker trip on Brat uh, when he was right in front of the the goaltender. He had about a step on it. That was a very similar play to the game one against Tampa Bay playing Nashville that they gave Tampa a penalty shot on. And it was right. a very similar play. And I remember I came on and we were talking about it and I said, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. I believe, you know, I think it's much like we talked about it. A didn't have enough times. separation. You have to saying, have separation. Right? It has to have a right. clear run to the, the goaltender and you have mm-hmm. to be impeded. Um, not only on the Tampa one was oh, there was also one I think the night after that was called that shouldn't have been called because the guy got a really good shot off and they still gave him mm-hmm. a penalty shot. But that one, uh, I get annoyed about like just be consistent. I'm okay with them. Oh, but, they but were not consistent tonight. Penalty I mean, shots. No. Penalty shots. I'm. I, I like that penalty shots in a regular game should be you know 
something you don't see a lot. It should be something that's special. And the shootout takes that away. I think go to a 10-minute, three-on-three. We've talked about it a million times. It's so much more exciting. I've said it on this show. Once we get to overtime, I'd stop giving a shit. It's like I don't care. Now it's down to the skills competition. And, you know, you're just going to give a point away for whoever has the – better skilled guys in a I mean if you're gonna go 10 just do a 20 like the playoffs anyway and still be three on three it's gonna end well yeah I, it's I, gonna I, end in in that minutes. 20 whether it's one minute 18 minutes well I, I mean, the players want this too nobody likes this I don't know it's like I hear yeah. it all the time the players hate it I mean coaches I don't know if the it. players want to sign up for 20 minute no but no, I think they hate the shootout and I think if you went yeah. 10. So I think you could do 10 it sounds reasonable I think you would probably end 90 percent of the games uh, yes. Some point, you know, uh, during a ten-minute three-on-three, uh, yep. and if you don't, maybe at that point you can go to just splitting the game, and everybody gets points. Go, go back to a fucking tie. Go back to a tie. If you play, the- I don't think the NHL will ever do that. Though. No, they, I think they, you're right. They, they don't but- want to tie at all. But I think, like you said, I'll let them keep the goddamn shootout because it's not going to happen much if we go for ten minutes. Yeah. On the three and, 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 you know, but that, then it's going to come down to like, I, they keep saying that the fans love the shootout. Like, do they? Cause no, I think children might, you know, watching tonight and that fucking three on three overtime was way better than the shootout. Oh, it got to the shootout and I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just watch it. Cause I'm going to talk about it later. Look, but sometimes when you less. see a nasty goal, it's and, like, Ooh, that's and amazing. Chris is right. Yeah. Because but, when it went to overtime, I was like, right when that overtime was over and went to shoot up, I was like, ah, well, now we're, you know, it's like, this is just the most blandest ending. It's like, I don't know. It's just, my mind even the literally went to, not very good. They were my mind literally like, went to, yeah. okay. As far as a contest goes, they drew even now it's a skills competition. Yeah. That's and exactly that's, what I thought. And I didn't care. And that's all it comes down to. Yeah. Like, so, well, hopefully like we won't have too many more of these shootouts. Um, hopefully we get our share of regulation wins going forward. So I think next week is a very light week, too. I think we only have the two games. I think we yeah. just play on uh, on Monday and on Friday. So uh, anything else that anybody would like to add a little bit to this game? Um, before I got, Bobby, we... I got one question for you before we roll Yeah, buddy. Here. So last night, jersey-wise, you were saying you saw a lot of blacks out there, the black yeah. jerseys, huh? Yeah, I'm telling I you. I was so, like, where is this going, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Is this our final episode? <laughs> my kid my kid did get me the reverse, the, the white reverse retro jersey that I, I have one. I did want to wear. Um, but then, you know, I did get the email from the Devils. Like, they did want a red out. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. I kind of like the red out. So I was like, you know what? I can wear that white jersey another time. I will wear my, my home red. And I got there and I started looking around and I'm like, sure, the red was the majority, but not by much. I mean, you're talking like maybe 60%. And then it was the black jerseys and a spattering yeah. of whites and all that. They were everywhere. You know and what I'm curious about? Do you think there's uh, any new fans who only have the black jersey, who get the black jersey? Be- Do you think most of the black yeah. jersey out there are people who already own There are people red? who are just – I know people who hate the green. Like I love the green. And, I mean I know it's, it's like Christmas colors. I, I love, love the green. Though. But there's people not who a big fan of devil the fans who hate the green. I hear them saying, I'm like, man, really? I, I've, never, I've never really loved the green. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan. I love it. The black jersey was – everywhere man and i see it every year and i know that you know they kind of like it but this year it was there were so many of them and for a lot of people i know they're season ticket holders right who go to a lot of games and or sell them or whatever but for a lot of people like going to a game is a couple times a year Mm -hmm. you and that's a decision like what jersey am i wearing 
like me. I was going to wear the white last minute. I pulled it out, bought the red. So to, to pick that one kind of means something. There are a lot of people who like that black jersey. Couldn't they just I'd put just a like devil's logo on the sleeve see. or something? Just something with a devil's I know. logo I on will it. So be. we got – driving in, it was really funny because we were like kind of in the right lane, like heading towards the rock where we were going to park. And uh, like a UPS driver decided to like pull over the right lane, lock his truck, and go make a delivery. So I got to get like one lane over, which – Nobody in the world has let me do in the middle of downtown Newark. They're like, you're fucked, buddy. And this car starts honking me like a motherfucker. Finally, that car goes. We get behind him. And on the back of his bumper sticker, is got a, the car sticker. So, you know, like when, when the oh, Jersey jerseys I came out, then they start doing hat and car. So, I'm like, this is a local fan, I told John. I'm like, how do you know? I'm like, look at the sticker. I'm like, look at, look at, the, <laughs> look at the car. He's like, I don't get it. I'm Devil like, oh. condoms that say penis on them. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And I was like... <laughs> Just trying to explain to him how this kind of phenomenon came out because it was a Jersey jersey. Now there's hat and car, and and I get cut off by some very local asshole who's very don't angry you guys with me. Hate that though, the hat hat isn't that the most. I don't hate it. I think. Seen. Oh, I hate. I think it. the opposite. They came out with the black jersey, and they realized it was a Jersey jersey, and then the team said, "All right, let's roll with it and be funny," and and accepted the fact that it was kind of dopey to have a Jersey jersey. So they got a hat hat. <laughs> like, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the black jersey jersey. I will be buy whatever jersey comes out for the Heritage what Classic. About, uh, what about that uh, one that was floating around? That ever? I like that. I think that that's the, the everything I've seen is that is or something very close to that is what's so going to be. That, when's that dropping, Chris? Well, the game is in January, so I would expect that to probably. I mean, when do they usually announce it? Right around I want probably that jersey. Christmas I want time that. or so. They'll yeah, probably. Announce oh, of course. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so they'll they'll it. announce it before the holidays. Probably. I mean, unless it's radically different than what we saw. Uh, that well, Chris day we saw were sharing that. it on the show. I, I think uh, if I would that's definitely get the that one. Jersey. Oh, it's gonna, it's beautiful, absolutely. Chris, yeah. you saw the black and red Uticas from last year. That yeah. was basically those the same color too. pattern. This yeah, is the definitely. same, just like the, I love those black and red Uticas last yeah, year. That they did, that's good and they only jersey. you couldn't even buy those. They never, never were for sale in the Utica stores. No, oh, that's a bummer. But they were awesome jerseys, and I think if they did that, the Devils jersey with that same colors, like they would just look sharp as shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well. Let's wrap it up for tonight, boys. Uh, to anybody who was expecting a live stream tonight, we apologize, but Tony didn't want to go live because he wasn't dressed properly. He was not uh, yeah. wearing his Sunday <laughs> finest. In my, <laughs> he's got his nipple clamps on. Exactly, I, my tape. But you just uh, need to take the Raiders hat on off, and he'll be all comfortable again. Every Sunday, I take it off and throw it through the fucking air. <laughs> <laughs> you get that close to burning it, right? You just hold it yeah, over the fire. I've done Every that. Sunday, uh, the Minneapolis miracle, the playoff game against the Saints, that Stephon Diggs caught that pass and ran for the touchdown uh, to win the game with no time left. Before that play, I actually took my viking jersey off and threw it in the fireplace yeah. and then two seconds later i'm diving into the fireplace to get the fucking jersey out because it was yeah. a fire going <laughs> so yeah. I, I do have a viking jersey that is slightly burnt partially but, burnt. So, yeah, that's i was awesome. so angry that you should wear that with pride because this team deserves like to you know they don't even fucking to let that. everybody well th- th- this is what it is it's frustration with yeah. that team uh, like so bad you burn your jersey i that just don't want to go through a season story. where my hockey team and my football team are both struggling so devils yeah, need to turn this shit around start playing you more it's gonna be a good yeah. hockey season i know it will. you know I chris know this is slightly different but you'll be proud because my kid is now going to be a viking as it turns out it, it, oh wow it's uh, it's a hockey viking okay but it's oh. a viking nonetheless so we we just uh 
uh, got him set up in his new hockey program, which nice. is anybody who's going to his future high school in in his elementary league, they all play for that high school kind of for the next I mean, like five years. Vikings? I was like, and I never we heard are the East Vikings. So he's Vikings. on the East Vikings that hockey club is it for the next year or two. I don't – well, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a very similar logo to what you have in the NFL. So. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I'm surprised they have that uh, in that area where you live. What? Hockey? <laughs> no, Vikings themed. Oh, yeah, like, just, yeah. You think he would be like on the Eagles and they're green. Right. You know, yeah, we well, can't do that everywhere. I mean, we were the Raiders. That's at true. East, you know, it's, yeah. I would have think like every team in, in Pennsylvania has to be a, a Pennsylvania team. <laughs> you're Eagle One, you're Eagle yeah. Two. <laughs> you could be the like, Flyers. You can you can be the Phillies. Hey, any more FF sounds? <laughs> Philadelphia needs F. I just got yelled at. Yeah, yeah I heard that. No. We're, we're ignoring it. Um, on that note, thanks for checking us out. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, <laughs> drop us a line, unclepuckers at gmail.com, or you can DM us on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, be sure to please give us a positive review, five-star rating. Um, tell a friend. Um, that's about it for this Friday uh, game two, loss number one. And that's it. We're going to go 81-0-1. That's the record this year, guys. Sounds good. It ain't happening I'll again. So for Tony, Dan, and Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you, boys and girls. Hi, everybody. Forever. It's over, Jenny. It's over. Mom's box. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>